Welcome to your daily cup of true crime in 15 minutes or less from Hot Crime Cold Coffee. Listener discretion advised due to sensitive material and some violence. These daily episodes are brought to you Monday through Friday in addition to our regular weekly episodes that you can find on Wednesdays and Fridays. Happy Monday! Today is September 26th and last Friday's true crime trivia question was which man has been listed on the U.S. Marshals most wanted list since November of 1998 and the answer to that question is John Rufo. John Rufo was born on November 26, 1954 and he's a former American businessman and executive. He's been convicted of white collar crimes including fraud and theft of over 350 $50 million from banks as well as being a really good con man. His whole scheme was that he and his partner were running a top secret operation for Philip Morris to develop smokeless cigarettes. And this whole scam involved fake checks, fake letters. It, it was absolutely planned and they stole millions and millions of dollars. Over 350 million. Eventually he and his partner were caught and he was sentenced. But he was such a good con man that at his sentencing hearing, they let him to go home to take care of some stuff and he was supposed to show up about a week later to serve his sentence, which was 17 years in prison and shocker, he never showed up. He was last seen on November 9th, 1998 at the JFK airport and he has been missing for over 23 years in November it will be 24 they've had a few kind of sightings here and there but really nothing concrete in the last decade supposedly his cousin saw him at a baseball game right? The Dodgers are baseball. I don't know sports very well. I'll have to look that up on August 5th of 2016. But the FBI and the marshals were able to track down the person that they thought could be Rufo and it definitely was not him. So it was a mistake of mistaken identity. And again, nobody knows where he, where he's at. There is a $25,000 reward for any information leading to his capture but because it's unknown how much money he had stashed away if he had passports nobody knows but it's highly likely that he is no longer in the US I think at one point they suspected that maybe he had 
moved to Europe and was hiding in Italy. There is a very informative documentary on Hulu called Have You Seen This Man? And it really gets into how he created this whole scam, how he got convicted, why they let him go even though he had been sentenced, and some of the leads that they've explored over the years. Today's true crime trivia question is, the American gangster Al Capone gained his notoriety during which historical period in the United States? And you'll have your answer tomorrow. Friday's Dateline episode, The Wreckage with Josh Minkowitz, was a little bit different from their normal episodes. So in... 2017, two women, Molly Matheson and Megan Guttram, were killed in Texas. And it possibly could have been prevented because their murderer, Reginald Kimbrough, had sexually assaulted and raped multiple women between 2012 to 2014, at least three women in other counties, but he was never charged with those assaults. They just let him go. And he killed Molly and Megan in 2017 within a week of each other. One of the counties, Plano County, could have held him and charged him with rape and when the investigators asked Plano County if they could hold him until they could get the rest of the evidence and testing back for the murders, if they could at least hold him for rape after um, Molly was murdered, they told them no. And Megan's death could have been prevented. One of the ugliest and most horrifying parts of this episode is the interview that law enforcement from Plano, Texas had with one of the rape victims and the detective did not believe her. It is so hard to watch and if he had done his job because his job is not to believe her per se, it's to follow the evidence. And there was sufficient evidence to determine that she had been a victim of rape, yet he chose to ignore all of that. And they let Reggie Kimbrough go. And then he went and he murdered those two women, one right after the other. It's so sickening. And I know this happens a lot. And I, I know that people make mistakes, right? You know, I work in a government job. I, I make mistakes sometimes. Not very often, because I, <laughs> not very often, but people do make mistakes. If I don't do my job, people don't eat, they don't get their medicine. But if law enforcement don't do their jobs, people can physically get hurt and even die like in this case. 
I loved how Josh Minkowitz just goes after law enforcement. And it's really sad that the majority of the law enforcement agencies involved in this case, the rape cases that weren't charged timely, how none of them would interview with Josh Minkowitz. The new police chief of the Plano Police Department did interview with Josh Minkowitz, but he skirted the issue so badly. It was definitely an eye-opener into the mistakes that law enforcement make sometimes when it comes to cases. I mean, look at the case of Pamela Hupp. You know, that's the prime example of not following the evidence and just doing whatever. You know, making it fit even though it doesn't. One of the headlines that stuck with me this last weekend was that Connie Goodwin, a Missouri mother, drained a pond to find the remains of her son. And when I started looking into it initially, it didn't seem like it, it was, it, that it was anything out of the ordinary. But she rented a sump pump last week to uncover the last of her son's remains. He was murdered in 2015. His name was Edward Goodwin. And in 2017, two of his friends were convicted of killing him. Partial remains were found in this small lake near where they lived in 2017. But law enforcement never went back to look for the rest of his remains. And every time Connie would ask them about it, well, you know, eventually, eventually, eventually. And finally, she just decided to go and do it on her own. She rented a pump, drained the rest of the lake, which was now a pond, and collected the rest of her son's remains. The county coroner was contacted after they found the remains so that he could gather them in any other evidence. She said that the mud was super thick and deep and just infested with all sorts of creepy crawlies and bugs. But now she's able to bring the rest of her son home. I can't believe that it has taken, you know, I don't know who would be responsible for something like that. Would it be law enforcement? Would it be the county? But to know that the body is there since 2017 and not finish the job of collecting whatever is left. It's so inhumane and horrible. You know, give the family closure. Let them be able to bury their son properly. It is really unfortunate that 
the law enforcement or the county or who, again, whoever, because maybe it was a matter of not jurisdiction, but whose responsibility. And that could be a very gray area. It's a horrible story. And it just kind of shows, you know, sometimes law enforcement or the county don't take responsibility. And that can be a horrible thing. Sad, too. I was supposed to be on jury duty this week, but it got canceled because it got vacated. And I was kind of sad because I wanted to see how the whole process worked. But next time, and there probably will be a next time because... I keep getting letters. I've gotten so many letters since I moved back to Montana. I've been back for almost a decade and I've gotten like five or six letters, one for each year. Hey, you might be selected this year for the jury pool and they never contact me. And then when they finally do and they say, hey, we need you to come in to interview for a jury and it didn't work out. I know that a lot of people dread jury duty, but I really, 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 really want to do it. All right, this week's episodes, we're continuing the Vallow Daybell case. And on Wednesday, we'll start with the 2019 timeline. Angie and I had talked about doing it in chronological order or starting from when the kids had disappeared and then going through the timeline of when everything was discovered. After talking about it over the weekend, we're just going to do everything in chronological order starting in 2019. So that's it for today. Don't forget to subscribe, share, like, follow. You can find us on social media at Hot Crime Cold Coffee. And we'll see you tomorrow for another daily cup of true crime in 15 minutes or less.